Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, um, brothers, I need to say something here. Um, most people listening to us may not know that we live in a fairly northerly climb, and occasionally it gets kind of cold here, you know, like 40 below zero, that sort of thing. And I want to just uh, acknowledge that the people who are part of this program come some distance to be here to serve this noble purpose, this online radio show. Sid, for example, drives around, I think, about 160 miles round trip. Yeah. Terry, you might 50 miles, maybe? 50, yeah. yeah. And David, our engineer, about the same? About the same. I've got about three miles to go, so I'm pretty close. But. <laughs> and we have we have deer radar on our car. Oh, yes. We, <laughs> because uh, you'll, you'll always find them. Oh, uh, yeah. They'll find you. And, yeah. of course, deer in the local tongue is hood ornament <laughs> so anyway I, I do digress but you know normally we just kind of jump right into content but I thought it was appropriate to say thank you a big thank you to those who make this happen and uh, it is our pleasure to do it of course but nonetheless there's sometimes a bit of uh, danger involved shall we say <laughs> the roads can be icy and full of snow and lots of deer and yeah, and, so, and he goes over a pass that sometimes is impassable. Yes, yes, yeah, indeed. That's Sydney. Well, as you are well aware, those of you who have been with us for any length of time, often our topic is light, one angle of it or another. And this particular show today is all about how to spot a false teacher, because light is such a precious commodity. There are a lot of fallen angels and others out there who would love nothing more than to take it from you. Take it from us. So I wanted to kind of kick the show off today just by talking a little bit about discernment. Again, this is one of our favorite topics, but the ability to tell right from wrong, good from evil, Christ from Antichrist. And it's all about learning how to perceive the truth so you know it when you see it. You know, Tom, before even we get into that, so I'll change your plan here, but (laughs) I just want to talk about people don't know the light that they carry. And I think this is something that's kind of a, a shock to, to light bearers when they understand that because of the presence of God with them, they carry a certain amount of light in their aura. And, of course, because the fallen angels have no source of light anymore, they have to steal it from other people. And so I think the first thing to understand, as much as we, as the masters teach, we have the God within us, we have the presence of our threefold fame, the light within us. Know that you carry light in your aura, and light is the most valuable commodity in the universe because it's God. Yes, And so I think understanding that, that there are those that want that light, that you do have to be careful. So discernment, as you mentioned, Tom, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I think it, the master said it's the most important gift because a lot of the light bearers are naive. Okay. Doesn't mean they're stupid. It means they're naive about the, for, the, the evil is not something that it's a part of their consciousness. Well, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, and so we always give people the benefit of the doubt, which I think is good, you know. But we have to, you know, we have to understand that when we have discernment, there are people that will say the right things and do the right things, 
but they're really not of the light. And it's not a witch hunt, but it's just being aware and discernment of who you give your light to and who you don't. You know, um, many prophets, and Jesus also, prophesied that these false teachers, these sheep, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, would come during the last days. Now, I don't know how we interpret particularly or specifically the last days, but I would assume that we're in them. Well, I think they've been around. Uh, <laughs> I, it's not just the last days. I think they're, they're more active, I think, yeah. because what has happened now in the past, you know, 100 years with the release of the teaching of the Ascended Masters, the so-called occult things, if you will, that started with Theosophical Society are much more in the open. And even the vernacular of the world of karma and reincarnation and so forth, it's, it's everywhere. And so what that means is not only do we have the benefit of the teachings of the Ascended Masters, but things that would have been you know, not permitted 100 years ago in terms of open discussion because it's become so much a part of the vernacular are now out there too. So I think that may be part of what they're saying, that the people will come and they always will imitate the true teachings. And in fact, we've been told that, you know, sometimes the fallen angels, for instance, they're writing a book or something, it'll be 99% right. Yeah. <laughs> and that 1%, though, is a hook. And that's where you need the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Well, one of the, the components of the prophecies that we've read about in the Bible and elsewhere say that when these false teachers come, they will be bearing great signs and great wonders. You know, and this is an age right now, which may be replicating Atlantis, who knows, but it is definitely a time of great wonders. Where a lot of news articles these days are talking about artificial intelligence and about genetic modification and all these things. These, in some respects, and in some people's minds, are great wonders and great signs of advancement, but they're kind of tricky because they don't really take us down the, the true path. Well, I think, and also beyond that, there's a lot of interest in phenomena. In other words... Um, you know, things that look like they're quote-unquote miracles. And, of course, the the people on the left-handed path have developed a great skill, many of them, in terms of phenomena, yeah. you know, uh, psychic things. And, and even, you know, people say, well, it must be true because look what this guy do. He must be a great master. And yet all it is is it's, it's an outer thing that he's learned how to do. It's not really a reflection of the light within. So that's why you kind of got to have your um, – your uh, antenna up, so to speak, to see, you know, because it's, there's a lot of uh, ways you can go wrong these days. Um, and, and so uh, you, you've got to be not afraid to go forward, but you do have to, to be aware that there are pitfalls out there. Well, one thing I think we can say pretty safely, and again, going back to the title of the show today, which is how to spot a false teacher. This is part one, by the way, and part one's title is Learn to Discern, because we're going back to what we started talking about. But there are a number of things you can see in the behavior of people who are false teachers. One of them is ego. We've, you know, we've spoken about this before, that what they do is they subject your light to their own ego. This isn't about some higher, you don't give glory to God when you're around them. You give it to them. And it can be very subtle. Well, I yeah. think that's the other thing, because again... They're going after your light. And I, I, can I, I just want to interject in here about something. You know, there are a lot of false teachers that are really fallen angels, quite frankly. There's also people out there that are misinformed. I mean, you could take the Apostle Paul when he stands around while Stephen is stoned to death. I think you could say he was misinformed. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was obviously a great light bearer. Um, and, of course, Jesus came to him and he had his conversion. So there are a lot of sincere people out there, too, that are doing what they think is right, but it may not be. Um, so I, I think that's where, and again, people may have good intentions that aren't necessarily fallen angels, but they might be talking about things that aren't just aren't true from a spiritual point of view, and they it, become hooks to them. Indeed, and I think that there are, there are many with good intentions. And again, you know, like we said earlier, they don't know what they don't know. But I think also it's when they're directing or, or redirecting praise to themselves, they're trying to get the glory, they want to be seen. Again, ego is one of the 
key qualities, I would say, of a false teacher. Again, yeah. a generality, but nonetheless, I think it's something that is, a, you can see that if you look for it. You know, uh, let me let me just throw something in. When I attended my, right after I attended my first level of uh, Summit University, which was called Ascended Master University in 74, 1974, I went back to Des Moines, which is uh, where I grew up, and in, in a little town West Des Moines, which is one of the first places I lived, there was... Um, there was this Egyptian, couple of Egyptian statues outside of a house, and oh, there was boy. a there was a guy inside that was uh, referring to the Great White Brotherhood, and I'm telling you, this stuff just rolled in. It was like, it was like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it was uh, I had, and of course I I went I went to an event there, but I had a sense. I just had a sense about me that there's something. Something not right here, you know. You know, it's interesting, but there was an article in the Wall Street Journal this week about how when you meet someone, that the amount of time that takes to evaluate that other person or for them you to get evaluated is not even a second. It's a <laughs> microsecond. It happens so fast. Interesting. And that's why you have to make sure that you under you know, you you have that discernment and it make sure it you know, even though the word the right words are there. You know, what's going on here? And, of course, you always have an out because the Ascended Masters teach is fine to challenge them. They said, we'd like you to challenge us because if you challenge us, we don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but it's if you challenge the fallen angels, they can't handle that. Well, and, and that's a great thing to, to remind people of, too, is that you can call for the light. Yeah, you, if, you, you if can you're not of God, depart from me, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or if a, a teaching isn't that, isn't, isn't right. You know, by the way, I want to go back to something you said before, um, Sid. And this is, I think, really important. When you are inclined or drawn to something that may you, you may discover it was not the right thing at the after the fact, but if you come to somebody with sincere intention, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my own my own spiritual path, which is very eclectic. I went from being a Catholic to kind of dabbling a little bit with Buddhism. Then I did the I Ching. I read the Rancho book, Gurdjieff's book, Beelzebub's Tales to His Grandchildren, <laughs> um, A Course in Miracles. I'm not saying any of those are are right or anything like that, but they were part of my path. The crazy quilt of my spirituality took me from one of those bases to the next. Fortunately, I had enough discernment to find find my way out of those forests, but nonetheless, they were an important part of my path. You know, it's interesting, we mentioned the Urantia book, but I had a roommate in college that was into that, and every time he'd read from that, I'd get a headache. Oh, man. Oh, I said, you know what, I just don't want to hear that anymore. And so, um, I, I think that you're right, that sometimes they can be a stepping stone, but the danger is people get hooked in them. Getting hooked, getting and lost. And there is a psychic hook. Sometimes it happens to them, but it's very hard for them to leave. The other thing and, and is that the, the false teachers will, will give you lots of praise. Okay? Yes. You know, Tom, you're a very special person. You know <laughs> oh, that. I know. You have such tremendous attainment. You know, Don't I'm I really know. glad that you're here. <laughs> you know, it's and, and unfortunately, the human side of people love that, you know. And so, you know, they just, they're looking for a word from their quote-unquote guru that they're really special people. Well, of course, you're a special person as God is in your heart. But people have to come to the Ascended Masters with the desire for God, not for personal acclaim, because they ain't going to get it. Like, we can all attest to that. Well um, So be wary of someone that gives you all this praise and so forth. And we give praise to the God within you. Um, but in terms of an outer presence, that's what the false teachers will do. You know, you have a mission with me, quote unquote. And of course, they draw the light. And some of them will get it not only spiritually from them, but physically from people. And so that's where you have to be a little bit leery. And what's the quote from the Bible? This is... Those are the ways that seemeth right. Yeah. Yes. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a tough road. You've got to be careful. You've got to be on your toes. 
You're the messenger of the of the open door, <laughs> messenger of the radio show. Keep it coming, Terry. You know, it, it, it is it is vibration. When I when I first um, my first experience with with the Summit Lighthouse was uh, in La Terrell, Colorado Springs, in 1971, and I went there and I was basically clueless what was going on. <laughs> but when I left that day with my college roommate, I said, you know. I didn't know anything would happen, but I know it's true because I could feel it in my heart. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the places where we have to go, I think, for the verification is in the heart. Yeah. We're not going to figure this out necessarily with our heads. And, and it's okay. It doesn't have to be a one-time thing. I mean, I can remember when one of the early conferences I went to, there was a lot of teaching about Hinduism and Hindu gods and so forth. And I said, whoa, this doesn't fit with, you know, the assembly <laughs> of God. And, and so um, I just, I said, Jesus, you know, I'm not sure I understand all this, but, you you know, Jesus, you guide me. If this isn't right, then make it clear to me. Yeah. And, of course, but I was willing to take the next step because so much resonated with me. Just because I didn't understand, it wasn't mean to throw it out. But, again, this is where whoever you feel close to, whether it's Jesus, Gautama Buddha, or what, you know, whoever you feel close to, and you'll guide us on that. And, um, you know, maybe later in the show, after our next two episodes, I'd like to give a little talk about Loyola yeah, and oh, what happened sure. to him and how he got into trouble, because I think it's it's something we can all learn from. Oh, absolutely. And we will go there. I think we did a couple of shows on um, those twists and turns, you know, where people kind of think they're doing the right thing, but they're doing evil so that good may come, that sort of thing. Yeah. Loyola was one of those. I'm loving this Hinduism and the assembly of God. There's <laughs> there's something, something there. Well, we've got a lot more to come here, so we're going to take a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll listen to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet where she talks about false teachers and particularly the ego dimension. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back talking about light. Nothing new there. You know, when we set out to expand our consciousness and develop our spirituality, we are presented with many choices. Here's Elizabeth Clare Prophet with more. To those who would beware of the alternatives to freedom, many paths in many ways present themselves coincidentally in the moment when the soul looks to the eternal day and with new hope determines to walk in the way of life. There is that way that seemeth right, and wise was the prophet who warned the children of Israel, but the end thereof are the ways of death. To choose freedom is to choose life, and to choose bondage is to enter the downward spiral of death. I come to isolate the path of freedom by providing definition and the standards of right choice. The merchants who display their wares in the stalls of the marketplaces of the world present an array of merchandise to appeal to every aspect of the human consciousness. Their motive is material gain. They are not concerned with the spiritual gain of their clientele. Let us not be naive. There are those who stand in the stalls of the spiritual marts enticing souls with their wares. They appeal to the pride of the eye and the ego. They flatter the human consciousness, the same human consciousness which the real teacher will cut down, as he would the brambles which choke the life of the tender rose. The false teachers of mankind have one motive, the subjection of the soul and the energies of the four lower bodies unto their own egos, their own human will. Like the merchants with their fine silks and multicolored designs, their motive is material gain, the subjugation of the mother, mater flame. They must see to it that the soul is bound to the preferences, the likes and the dislikes of the mortal mode of consciousness. For only thus will the soul remain subject to the false teacher and the false teaching. When the real teacher removes the veil of ignorance from his disciple and imparts enlightenment, the disciple is freed not only from his own not-self, but also from the false identity of those who misrepresent the great white brotherhood. Jesus foretold their coming in the last days. He called them wolves in sheep's clothing, and he spoke of the hireling who would fail to give his life for the sheep of the good shepherd. He said there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. I have come to understand the meaning of the hireling and of the good shepherd. I have seen that the teacher has the opportunity to make a choice. I have seen that when the pupil is rebellious, when the pupil's carnal mind comes to the surface to be slain by the teacher, when the pupil develops that intense hatred or jealousy or envy or resentment toward the teacher because that carnal mind is about to be done away with. The teacher, who is not the true teacher, 
will not be willing to take on that carnal mind, to go all the way with that student, even if it is painful to the teacher, even if it is a constant battle to keep that carnal mind in check and to fight for the salvation of that soul. I have seen in the example of Mark Prophet that he never counted his life or his energy, his sleep or his own personal time. When it came to doing battle with a carnal mind of a student, he was right there. He didn't care what it cost him. It cost him the rising of his blood pressure, sleepless nights, torment, the concern over the disciple. That concern over the life of one soul is not in the false teacher, is not in the hireling. The false teacher will use his students as instruments of whatever his subtle motives of vainglory are. And when the students cease to serve that purpose, they are ignored. When they need help or they need prayer or they telephone, the teacher is not there. I have seen, by having to walk in the shoes and the footsteps of Mark, what it means to love a student enough to fight for the salvation of the soul of that student. When it would be very easy to say, I don't have time, or that individual really isn't important, or that individual really isn't essential to the movement, and the masters will make it without that individual. It's taking the time, and sometimes a lot of time, and a lot of grief to go all the way with people who are in the throes of throwing off the not-self, and it's the not-self that will growl and bark and snarl at the teacher. So today I'm going to give you guidelines for determining true teachers and false teachers, true teachings and false teachings. I'm not going to name any false teacher. I'm not going to make it so simple so that you can go out of the meeting and say, well, mother said so-and-so is a false teacher. That's that. No, I'm not saying anyone is a false teacher. I'm going to review definite teachings. And you may be sitting there trying to figure out which movement or which teacher I'm talking about, but that's not the purpose. I'm trying to give you the fine lines of discretion so that you can be anywhere on any continent and you can have that discernment of asking yourself to which side of the line does this person who purports to represent the Brotherhood fall. So the first notation in your notes for today is this concept of defining between the good shepherd and the hireling. Jesus said that the hireling will flee from the sheep when the wolf comes. He will not protect his sheep, but the good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep. Will the teacher lay down his life for his sheep? That is the question. The mystique of the false teacher is the claim of the preferred personality the preferred personality. It's important to take notes because if you're going to forget anything, it's going to be to forget the notes on the false teaching. It is because the human consciousness itself contains some of the elements of the false teacher that it finds itself being drawn in over and over again to the false teaching. The human ego is naturally the idolater. That's the only reason we get trapped. We want to find a god. We want to find a goddess. We want to find that person who is going to take away from us all of our problems, heal all our diseases, raise the hand, perform the miracles, and we don't have to do anything. That is idolatry. 
Pure and simple, it is idolatry. Beware of your own human ego, the idolater, who will always be drawn to the false personality of the false teacher. What do we do about this? We find we have the elements of the false teacher inside of ourselves. St. Germain says, the human ego naturally admires itself and other human egos like itself. Oh boy. Can't you just see this scene of this human ego moving into these circles where all these other human egos understand this human ego and everybody's in sympathy with everybody else and this is a good group, this is a good thing we've got going here. Instead of seeking perfection in God, it seeks to exalt the self and then proclaims, See, I am perfect. Look at me. Be privileged to be in my presence. I am the perfected one. Did you ever meet a psychic teacher who made you feel privileged to be in their presence? <laughs> they were privileged to have you in their presence. Thus the human ego in search of the guru will always latch on to another human ego that has set itself up as guru. Therefore, St. Germain says, leave your ego at home when you go out in search of the teacher. It's the only way. Let your soul unerringly in the innocence of the Divine Mother be magnetized to the flame that is God. And wherever that flame is enshrined, let it linger a while and learn of the crystal qualities of truth, unadulterated. While the human ego seeks the flattery of other egos and to surround itself with the paraphernalia of the psychic dabblers who intrigue the carnal mind with their sorcery and phenomena, while the hooded ones perform their rites in the light of the full moon, let the soul seek the dazzling noonday sun of its own native Christ consciousness. Now Saint Germain is in passing pointing to the fact that those who are psychic will arrange their meditations according to the cycles of the moon, whereas the initiates of the Great White Brotherhood will arrange their meditations according to the cycles of the sun. Now you always have to realize that there may be people, for instance, who are meditating according to the cycles of the moon, who simply don't know any better. Maybe they've been taught by false teachers, but they themselves are sincere. So whenever you see these signs, you still have to weigh carefully what is happening. Nothing is cut and dried. But you know for yourself, the signs of the sun are for your cosmic consciousness meditation. The signs of the moon are for your invocations to Astraea for the clearing of the astral plane of the misqualifications that are anchored there through the moon. You can't gaze upon the moon without taking in imperfection. When you meditate upon the moon, it has to be with the Elohim for the intent of clearing the moon of its lower vibrations. It's not something that you gaze upon to absorb because you can only be absorbing a very low vibration. In the words of the one who sought and found the inner Christed man of the heart, you will find the key to your own Christ identity. If any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe not. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. There's a very mystical concept there. The lightning coming out of the east and shining unto the west is the coming of your Christ consciousness, the dawn of the Christ consciousness on the eastern point of your city four square, the east side of the city. The side of your mental body is the appearance of the Christ consciousness. 
So as the lightning cometh out of the east, traversing your whole being, going unto the west with the setting of the sun on the side of the west in the action of the Holy Spirit, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be, so shall the coming of your own Christ consciousness be within you. Um, the event that we've all been waiting and praying for is the dawning of our Christ consciousness. We'll be back for more on this subject after a short break. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about how to spot a false teacher, but really we're talking about light, how to have discernment, discrimination, and determination in that process. And what, in fact, is the process of putting on our Christ self? Free will and choices. Here's more from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Now, these teachings are from St. Germain's Pearls given this summer. Very important to consider because St. Germain is stressing the point of making choices. And the summary of his Pearls of Wisdom is the right choice you have to make is the choice for your I Am Presence and your Christ Self. These are the supreme teachers of your consciousness. And all who are allied with that consciousness 
namely the ascended masters, qualify to be your teachers. Saint Germain says, I am your guru if you will have me. I am your teacher if you will have me, but he wants you to test him. He wants you to determine his vibration and be certain that he is an ascended master. Test him, not by psychics, not by Ouija boards or tea leaf reading or what have you, but by the most reliable factor in the world, your own Christ flame. The masters do not approve of their students using the pendulum. The pendulum motion, swinging either around or back and forth, has been an indication to psychics of yes or no answers to questions that they ask the pendulum. Well, I want to assure you that that pendulum has something to do with your own force field and your own consciousness. And if you have certain ideas, or there are ideas in the subconscious plane of your being about something, that motion of that pendulum will be influenced. It is not an absolute certainty. I have seen this myself. The masters have showed it to me. They have showed me that that pendulum will vary in its answer according to influences both in your subconscious and in the subconscious of the planet. Now that's very important to know because I have seen people who have utterly relied on the pendulum for all kinds of answers. This is idolatry. It is placing something between yourself and God other than your Christ self. You must not allow anything, any teaching, any person, any system to come between you and your God. If you do, you are engaging in idolatry to the danger of the survival of your soul. There are people who are so hooked on that pendulum, for instance, that even if I would stand here and tell them, they would rationalize in their beings that, well, it's one thing that the messenger isn't accurate on. I'll go my way and use my pendulum. But it happens to be true. And the thing about the psychic and the psychic teaching is that it is a hook, a hook that runs very deep because of the insecurities of the human consciousness, the basic nature of the idolater, the basic nature that we feel insecure, incomplete, separated from God. We need to rely on something to survive. And we don't quite rely on things in this plane, and so we get involved in the psychic. Now, we are so used to false teachers that I think we don't realize how the hierarchy behaves toward their chilas. And I'd like to read you a considerable passage from Moria's Pearl so that you can get the sense of the independence of the Ascended Masters. The Ascended Masters are not out with their begging bowls, begging for chilas. They don't have to have chilas. The Ascended Masters are seeking a very select and an elect group of people who are willing to make self-effort to work for what they get in terms of attainment. And because they have nothing to lose and nothing to gain, except the gain being in the chilas, they have nothing in themselves that they are going to benefit from in a negative way from chilas. They're not on this trip to create some kind of a condition where you will be drawn to them by personality or by promises or whatever it is. Here is the concept that Moria puts forth of the true hierarchy. Hierarchy comes to save the devotees from the shipwreck of a mortal existence, confined and confining to mortality, possessed by and possessing lesser selves, forms of idolatry and of the idolatrous generation. 
Hierarchy comes with a call to the disciples of Christ who would become fishers of men. Hierarchy knows who and where you are. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee and marked Simon and Andrew, already marked by the inner law of being, as they cast their net into the sea and said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. So the call goes forth from the hierarch of the Aquarian age to disciples of the flaming one of freedom. And those who have the marking of the law upon their souls will, like them, straightway forsake their nets the nets of the astral, and follow him, leaving friend and foe alike to follow the one through whose great heart fires all mankind shall be drawn into the net of the cosmic Christ consciousness. And so the fishes merge into the oneness of the greater self, into that love which is above all other loves, even as the loaves were also formed of the love of the Father, Mother, God. And their allegiance is that which commands the very electrons of the soul as it gazes into the pool of the self to form the image of its maker. The call and the command of the true teacher is a light ray that contacts your heart and commands the very electrons of the soul as it gazes into the pool of the self to form the image of its maker. Is the teacher in your life releasing the energy of your I am presence that commands you to conform to the image of your real self? Or is the teacher molding you after the patterns of his human consciousness? The mark of the fish taken by the early Christians is not only the mark of the Piscean conqueror who conquers the emotions of a planet by the water of the word, but it is the sign of those who have made their twin arcs of Alpha and Omega, coils in the caduceus of the divine polarity. And the dot of the eye is the point of infinity where you are. Now Moria drew this fish symbol at the end of his pearl with his signature, and he drew the fish with two arcs, one this way, one this way. You stand it right side up and you see that it is the beginning of the caduceus. It's the caduceus action. And the dot of the eye of the fish is the point of infinity where you are. It's where you are in the raising of the mother flame, the caduceus in the mastery of water, in the mastery of the astral plane. The astral plane equates with a water element and with a feeling body. So Jesus came, the Piscean conqueror, to show us how to conquer the astral. We are pointing out the fact that the true teacher will enable you to rise proportionate to your inner attainment. The true teacher will never allow you to raise the fires of your kundalini before proper transmutation has taken place. It is forbidden by the Great White Brotherhood for any of the true teachers to teach their chilas to raise the kundalini without proper preparation, which sometimes takes years. Those who teach this method because they are popular, because this is what the young people want, they want fast attainment, fast control, without discipline, those who do this have a very heavy karma, but they are also very popular. And we find that there is a whole section of young people pursuing this because of the betrayal of hierarchy and of the great white brotherhood. Souls adrift upon the sea of life, to these souls we send out a line. This is what the teacher does. He sends out a line. It is a lifeline that must be seized with trust. 
immediately a responsibility with the student. The moment the line is sent forth, there's an activation of your free will. For without trust, the doubts and fears of the lesser self with all of its anxiety and frustration inundate the soul that pursues the reunion with the spirit of the living God. In taking up the line, the chila makes a choice. The true teacher always forces you to exercise free will to make a decision. It is a choice to be led that it might one day lead. And there is a daily choice also to hold on to the line or to let go. The false teacher no longer gives you a choice. When you are hooked to the false teacher, it's almost like being addicted to a drug. You can't let go, and the teacher will not let you go. If you try to leave, you find yourself under the threat of being cursed. There's actually an organization today that tells its readers that if they desert the teaching, that they will have terrible calamities down upon their heads, or if they ever expose or show their lessons to anyone, terrible, terrible things will happen to them. I can tell you why. Because the priests of this organization, so-called, are black priests, and they work their formulas of black magic upon anyone who is going to betray them or expose them. And they make that threat right in print. I have it in my files. Beware of anyone who tells you you can't leave them. After all, the whole universe is filled with God. If you find a better teacher than the Ascended Masters, tell me and the Masters about it. We'll all go follow that teacher. <laughs> I want to correct my statement because I do not represent myself to be a teacher, but as a reminder. I'm a messenger for the Brotherhood, and I am your reminder of what you already know in your soul. The Masters are the true teachers. I don't really need to be a teacher. We have plenty of teachers. I just need to be a voice and a mouthpiece. And so if I can remind you of what you already know, what's already locked inside your causal body, I have fulfilled the function for which I'm here, which is to reconnect you to your own Christ Self and to your own I Am Presence. That's all the Masters want. They don't want to have to forever be the intermediaries between you and your own God presence. They'd like to leave this cosmos and go on to another. They'd like to see you become totally independent. <laughs> and I think that's worth repeating. And remember that all the Ascended Masters really want is for you, for all of us, to connect with our I Am Presence and Christ selves. We'll be back after a short break. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Uh, and we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You know, after listening to lecture excerpts like that, I, I kind of feel like a kid in a candy store with an unlimited budget. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. I'm taking notes and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm going to ask my brothers here to comment on these things. And I realize I've got two columns <laughs> here. So I want to kind of throw this out. You can take these in any order, but I know we'd like to talk a bit more about, you know, who and what is the Great White Brotherhood. What is the true nature of the moon and how does it reflect the astral plane? And, you know, we're not saying it's bad, but we want to maybe make a comment or two about that. Um, and one of these interesting quotes that from Mrs. Prophet was, when you are searching for the guru, leave your ego at home. You know, it's easily said, but it's hard to do. You know, I think, Indeed. So anyway, a couple of others really quick was the masters seek a very select disciple, but they don't need disciples. This is purely their choice to accept us, to take us on, to embrace us where we are, to take us home. So let's kind of start there. Let's look at what the true intention of the master, the teacher is. Well, is to take I, before we go there, can I just comment on the Great White Brotherhood? <laughs> well, okay. <clears throat> Column A. Column A. Okay. The reason I'm saying this is because we always know for each show there's probably someone who's never heard one of these shows before. Right. And just want to put you at ease, the Great White Brotherhood does not refer to race. It refers to light yes. of whatever race on this planet. So I, I just want to make sure that because in these days, you know, you have to can't be too careful. Well, then speaking of light, maybe make a comment about the sun versus the moon. Yeah, the moon is not inherently bad. The problem with the moon is so close to Earth, and in a full moon, we've all heard what happens during full moons. People do bizarre things. And so what it is, it's a reflection of misqualified energy from the planet, okay, that goes up and is reflected back on the planet. So that's why people, it's like doubling down on negative energy, so to speak. So the moon is not a bad place per se, but it reflects back the misqualified energy of planet Earth, and that's why I think Mr. Prof was talking about that. Okay. Another concept, and I I want to kind of read this quote early on in that second excerpt. Um, Mrs. Prophet said, "Um, it's very important to know because uh, people have relied on idolatry for all kinds of things. Idolatry is placing something between yourself and God other than your Christ self. You must not allow anything, any teaching, any person, any system to come between you and your God. Otherwise, you're engaging in idolatry. Well, it's it's very true. I mean, and your soul can read. It's just like that reading that I got from that <laughs> that guy was, was running that Great White Brotherhood thing in West Des Moines. Your, uh, with, with the statues? Yeah, with the uh, Egyptian statues outside <laughs> the home. Your soul knows what's going on. And, you know, and I highlighted something here. The call and the command of the true teacher is a light ray that contacts your heart and your soul. Yeah. And obviously, I wasn't feeling that from this from this person, I felt it from Mark Prophet. I felt it from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, mm-hmm. and so you've got you've got to read that initial what you call it a microsecond reading yeah, that you yeah. get. And, and you know, <clears throat> I think too, an understanding it takes a certain spiritual maturity to understand that your outer personality or your ego, so to speak, is not the real you. 
And and that's kind of hard because how do you discern the real you from the unreal you? And that's the whole path yeah. uh, of the ascended masters in the sense that we've created the source's apprentice, which is our carnal mind that is only interested in itself, ego, and is not interested in God or anyone else. And you can see people all around you that personify that to a much greater extent than hopefully we are these days. <laughs> and so it's it's a maturity to understand that we're not perfecting the human, it's never going to happen. The ego is never going to be perfected. It's only when we displace that with the Christ consciousness that we have our true identity. So it's understanding that we need this. We need to be free from this human consciousness because we're, in essence, in bondage to it. And so we have to have the maturity to recognize when we find the teacher that is going to deliver us from that. And um, that's the people that are really ready for the path. Indeed. So is the ego a necessary vehicle at some point to kind of get you kick-started through life? I mean, you, well, you, you, you work with the human ego until you're able to displace it. So it, ha- it has a place, that, That's right? exactly right, Terry, because we have to function in the world. I right. mean, obviously, you got to get an employer to hire you or whatever, <laughs> you know, or someone to marry you or whatever. But that, that's, well, I don't mean that as, that's an ego thing. As but, an entertainer, you know, I was working from a kind of yeah. human ego. And so, but what point. happens is... You then take that whatever attainment you have in the world, so to speak, and give it to God. If you have a particular skill or a set of skills or something, you give God the glory for it because you get all the energy from God to begin with. Right. So you're right. But the, the problem comes when you try to hold on to have, have your feet in two worlds, one foot in the spiritual world and one foot in the human world. And maybe for a while that's necessary, but at a certain point you got to let go of the human if you really want to achieve spiritually what God has and for you. And it's your initiation of surrender then at that point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one, one of the paraphrases from that last lecture excerpt was that the human ego has a tendency to admire itself and that the true teacher will help to cut down the human consciousness, to help cut down the carnal mind, the ego mind, in favor of the higher self. And, and honor the spiritual self. Exactly. You know, And I think that's what that's that's where the discernment comes in, in, in terms of, you know, it's not always easy to give up certain human momentums, but what do you want more? Yeah. And I think this is the key for, for people perhaps who are hearing this, is that, you know, you reach a point in your path where you want God more than you want the human part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and you're willing to t- do whatever is necessary to be free of those blocks in your being to fully experience God and to become that fullness of your Christ self. The human has to go. They can't go exist. You can't be the Christ in manifestation and the human ego in manifestation at the same time. So at a certain point, you have to decide, I love God more than I love my human consciousness or outer circumstances. And whatever God I... Whatever this path takes me, God, I trust you because I want to go home. I want, I love God, and I want to be all that God intends me to be. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. I mean, we're trying to get home. You know, um, to go back to our original premise here, we have a few minutes left. That to spot a false teacher, I think we've kind of pretty much plowed that ground. That you know, ego is definitely part of this process, and that we want to make sure we don't, we're not tempted to accept the praise of a teacher because that's not what the true teacher will do. Can I just interject here? Sure. Because uh, I think we promised to talk about Loyola a little bit, and I'll just be real brief about that. But Loyola succumbed to human praise. And if those of you know his history, he had this vision where, the, where supposedly God told Jesus, this is my son, take him and use him, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And Loyola was so attached to human praise that it was actually not God and Jesus. It was the false harky imposters, or ones that weren't, you know, that were that because of his vulnerability to his ego, he bought into it. And of course, that changed the entire course of his life. And just because someone says they're channeling St. Germain, it doesn't mean they're really channeling St. Germain because there are imposters 
of the ascended masters, just like there's imposters of Jesus out there. Well, Loyola, in his pride, thought he could outsmart the devil, and he could make a compromise with the devil. Basically, his reasoning was, I will do evil that good may come. So he was using what he thought was leverage that was acceptable, but in fact, it was only appealing to his ego. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> look for humility, look for love, and look for the teacher that will take you where you want to go, that does is not in this for themselves. Well, the, the, I think Mrs. Prophet said the true teacher will always have time for his disciples. He'll make time. If, you're, if your guru says, sorry, I can't talk to you now, I've, I've, I'm eating lunch, whatever, you know. Or you don't have any more money. <laughs> <laughs> or you're right. But Mark Prophet used to call people all around the world just to find out how they were doing, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure he was burdened and his blood pressure went up, as uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Clare Prophet said, about various things that were going on. But, but these were the, the tender shoots that he wanted to uh, see, you know, not be opposed, you know, as they, as they and, grew. And I think as you're going through this path, because things come up and, you, you, just, you know, you'll be challenged from various forces and energy all through your life. You know, I always believe in getting down on your knees every night and asking God to give you that discernment and awareness of what's really going on here. What do I need to know? What's my next step? And so forth. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not alone. God will be with you on this path. Well, and one of the teacher's true missions and roles is to remind you of who you really are. I think Mrs. Prophet said that too. She said, my role, I'm not a teacher. I'm a reminder. Yeah, I, like I, I, I love that idea because yeah. I think that's really what we're all meant to do when we put on the teachings, when we put on the Christ, we become reminders of what well, we truly so are. That's so true because sometimes you'll hear a teaching that will be so profound and yet, once you hear it, you know it because you already knew it yeah, at a certain right. level. Does that make sense? Totally. God yeah. wrote it in your hearts. Remember he said, in the last days, I will write, write the truth in their hearts. And so we have that. And Mrs. Prophet said many times, she came here to remind us of who we are and, and where we're going. And, and that's why she was called a messenger as well as Mark, because, they, you know, you don't kill the messenger, you know. That, oh. <laughs> and people that felt, sometimes it felt fire coming from these messengers were they were getting something from the ascended level but they and some people got angry about that yeah they did so unfortunately because they weren't ready to surrender that portion of themselves which needs to go and to put on that portion of the christ that they were they could well you know uh, this is one of those dichotomies on the one hand we we say very often and we mean it truly that this is a joyful path it's a path of freedom of liberation of expansion of consciousness at the same time there's some Hard work to be done here. You've got to do a little bit of heavy lifting. This is not something that you simply have somebody else do for you because the true teacher will never will do it for you. They always expect you. They'll push you to use your free will choice to do whatever you need to do yourself. Jesus learned obedience through his suffering. That's what it says in the Bible. Oh, man. You know, Jesus had to walk a path too. He had to overcome the challenges in his life. And not obviously in that life, but other lives as well, you know, in, in terms of, of taking a stand for the truth. How could he be the savior? because of the choices he had made in other embodiments and, and you know, was embodiment of that Christ before that embodiment even. Yeah. So. You know, uh, par part of this path, the way that we describe and that the Ascended Masters certainly describe, has to do with karma, transmutation of karma. And one of the ways you can basically help yourself is to learn what the cosmic clock is all about. So I invite you to go to tsl.org, put in the search bar at the bookstore, cosmic clock, it's a, re it's a remarkable way to kind of anticipate what's coming next, so you can kind of parcel it out. And also, it's a great roadmap for, for initiation and for chileship. 
Yeah. And for yeah. discipleship. Very good. And and if you have anything you want to talk to us about, shall I tell them, Tom? Yes, you should. Okay. <laughs> we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and we'd love to hear from you. We would. And if you're doing smoke signals, that's one big puff <laughs> and two small puffs. <laughs> I think that may have it backwards. But yeah, indeed. You know, thank you again for staying with us. And I want to just acknowledge my partners here one more time. They traveled a great distance to be with you, to serve the light, for which I am eternally grateful and blessed. And though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.